Madcaps. Welcome back to the Dynasty Wonderland podcast with me, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK, and of course, my good friend, the one and only salary captain, the March Heron. He is Aaron Stewart. Check him out on the Twitters, AARonStew09. Buddy, what is up, man? Fun day of football. Fun day of football. Week three is almost in the books, but Man, it's it's exciting. It's just a good weekend overall. How about you, Bub? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I've just uh, red zoned most of the day <laughs> and uh, uh, really enjoyed just, yeah, chillaxing with the football. That's kind of how it is. My Fridays for work are really on Saturdays. So I, I, I end work Saturday and it's like Sundays, that first day off, and it's just yeah it's just everybody knows that's 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 ryan's that's dad's chill time sunday the first day i am football's on a day so it's nice and relaxing and the wife gets to have some nice relaxing time and the kids get some of the video and pad time so it works out for everybody on set i love sundays is what i'm trying to say aaron i love love sundays (laughs) but we're not gonna really talk about what we saw Sunday night because that's going to be incorporated to what we're doing so much like last week we're doing the off with their heads and the mad five section and so we begin this week with off with their heads and disclaimer disclaimer we don't actually want I'm going to say this every fucking time we don't actually want anybody to lose their heads no no of course not this is just you know metaphorically speaking you know this is guys you know in the doghouse possibly or someone you can't trust we'll just get into it Aaron you go ahead and go first my friend well my first off of their head it's a guy that just finished playing his game right now it's Jimmy Garoppolo just (laughs) simply put we've seen enough let's Let's look at the stats. Just this game here. You know, you're going against Aaron Rodgers and Packers. You need a quarterback to compete. You know, otherwise, you're, you're going to just be stuck. Like, that's, that's what stopped the Colts for, for many years after Andrew Luck retired. And Garoppolo tonight dropped back for 40 passes, which is crazy. Like, Kyle Shanahan does not let Garoppolo pass. Those 40 pass attempts led to... 257 yards. Uh, there's a reason, I guess, let Garoppolo cook isn't a thing. It's because he just can't. I, I feel like uh, he's he's overthrowing the cooking pot. He, he doesn't know what ingredients put in there. The dude's got some of the most electrifying weapons in the game with Devo Samuel, George Kittle, even Brandon Ayuk, who started to make a bit of an emergence. I was, I was wondering, I was like, oh, Oh, is he now the number one receiver again? Um, not yet, not, not yet, but maybe steps in the right direction. But I digress. Jimmy Garoppolo, off with his head. Yeah, that was uh, that game just finished up. It was fun. Um, 
obviously Packers take it. And this, this, that helped me out too. Cause I had, I had picked the Packers. So, <laughs> but I'm still, I'm still behind you, Aaron, in the picks. I'm still behind you. And I think we both have, Oh no, 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 no. I could tie shit up tomorrow if the Eagles win for me, or I'll be Ooh. kind of back to where I was at the beginning of the week if the Cowboys win. But anyway, I digress. <clears throat> yeah. The Packers kind of did their thing. You know, I did this week. I did every week. I have certain NFL podcasts I listen to, not ones that are necessarily related to fantasy. Sometimes they might chat about it, but in these podcasts, a lot of smart football people thinking this would be a great game to really use Trey Lance. And uh, what, what, what did what did Trey Lance do? He had the one rushing touchdown. That was it. Uh, I mean, it, it's he got him on the board. <laughs> that's true, but otherwise, I mean. It's just, it, it, I don't know. There's a lot of smart people, fo- uh, football people talking about um, the Green Bay defense, which I, I will give you this, played better today or tonight. But, uh, it, you know, certain things with that defense and how San Francisco could exploit them with Trey Lance. And so, I, yeah, it was a little bit, and I'm with you, man. It just, we've all, we've all seen enough. <laughs> let's get Trey Lance in there he, he's the last one he's the last one so yes I, I that that's a good one I'm gonna go with uh speaking of of rookie quarterbacks Fields finally gets on the field and uh it was bad and uh I, I did this game was actually on tv so I watched a little more of it and uh, I'm just just off off with the heads of the Bears and 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 the offensive line and and I'm not gonna say Fields was in anything spectacular, but I did see. I'm, I mean, man, the the Browns and I'll get into them later. They 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 were just they destroyed they destroyed them and it was just like nine sacks nine fucking sacks so in a way it's like yeah fields is the, that's not the debut you want you got to be better but i mean fuck like help help like that that was that was pretty crazy so and i know one of the knocks on on fields is that some have on him is his his time to take to go through his progression so but there there was a few plays man i saw where just they, there's nothing that dude could fucking do like <laughs> that like the browns d was in his face like instantly so i i don't know man but uh definitely not the start you want for fields but uh, uh you know we'll see how it goes more than anything it's just like uh, this is gonna be like Kind of like it, it probably won't be quite as bad as like uh uh you know some other teams I'll get into here in a minute, <laughs> but it, 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 I don't know it, this could definitely be a little rough for Fields, but I, I, not that I'm down on him or anything, but uh, I, it's the team around him is not necessarily encouraging. Right, and, and just briefly, what I'll mention, and there's a lot of people that going into this week, they're like gonna start fields he's gonna be a dual threat quarterback he's gonna be so great what did we uh, say aaron and we're like wait we're gonna pump the brakes right. <laughs> and that's a smart thing because at the end of the day it's a rookie quarterback and at fields will be fine he he will yeah. there will be better days this as you talked about not an ideal defense to start your rookie career and then my other point i just had to kind of chuckle at this 
sometimes that's how you have to deal with with bad things, right? And Fields had 68 passing yards, mm -hmm. and those nine sacks you mentioned uh, accounted for 67 yards lost due to sacks. And in the NFL, what they do is they don't they don't count the sack yards against quarterbacks. However, when it when you look at right. team passing yards, it does take all of the quarterback passing yards and subtract the sack mm -hmm. yardage. So if you looked at just the team's uh, box score, it said Chicago Bears, one passing yard. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to my friends in Chicago. I'm so sorry. I know you have suffered long enough. And yeah, so excited to see him. And I was excited to see him yeah. too, but I knew it wasn't going to be like fantasy wise, anything you could rely on yeah. to put in your lineup. I mean, unless you were completely desperate and it, and it was definitely worse than I thought, but, <laughs> but, uh, which is why off with their heads, uh, you, you know, come heads. on, everybody all around on that offense needs to do better. That is what I would say. So absolutely moving on, go ahead with your next one, Aaron. Off with their my, heads. my next one is another quarterback that needs to go. This isn't a shocker especially after the game we just saw, Ben Roethlisberger off with his head. I mean, his shoulder's already off. His, I don't know, his legs are off. There, there's a play where he dropped back. And what was it? He did the short little pass, and he got knocked to the ground. But not by the defense, not by tripping over an offensive lineman. It was literally nobody was there. He just fell over. And if that's just not – if that play right there – doesn't summarize Ben Roethlisberger 2021 that he's fallen apart here. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's like 50 something pass attempts and like he, he got past the 300 yard mark, but 14 freaking passes dump off passes to Najee Harris. <laughs> Sorry, Steelers. Like, yeah, your defense is, is solid, but that offense yes they were missing they were missing Deontay Johnson and then they missed Juju Smith-Schuster but it doesn't matter if your quarterback can't literally he can't throw any he's fucking That's, awful it's just done oh off with his head yes that I, I'm with you uh the aforementioned football podcast I listened to um there's a couple of different people that think that are like, man, by the end of the year, they're going to regret they ran this shit back, both the Steelers and probably Big Ben himself. <laughs> and it's, it's, it, it, it's very much looking that way at the moment. Can't, you know, can't be too quick to judge, but it's, it's like, yeah, he's, you just see it. You see it. Dude is a dude is done. Done. So. But he did hit Pat Fryermuth, who I suggested <laughs> on the infirmary board today. Uh, I had a few good ones. I also had a terrible one, which we'll get into throughout the Mad Five. Uh, but uh, <laughs> got to call out my bad calls, you know. Um, mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't really have much to say, man. I agree with you. All of a sudden, he's falling apart. Uh, this is just, uh, yeah, I mean... <clears throat> And, and actually, we've, we'll be addressing a little bit more of this game later, so I especially don't want to say too much more. So I'll go to the next one. Off of their heads. 
The football team's in the Big Apple. Just the, the, I'm done with them. Just the, 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 the first the Jets. You can't start anybody. You can't. They're I who they're awful, fucking awful. And then and then the Giants. I I the, I commend you for getting this pick right, picking the Falcons. Uh, they did win the game. And holy fuck, this was the team. Giants for you to get back on track to get off the, and what the and I hear a lot of people Joe Judge is a good coach and but they they just holy fuck man I'm just I'm yeah I, I, like I was totally wrong about the job I totally thought during the offseason that this was an offense that could be very viable for fantasy and I was wrong I was wrong because they did. I mean, Saquon Barkley had a solid game. And and as he gets healthier, he will probably have a good year. And we know what Saquon Barkley can do, but it's, it's going to be tough because that offense is garbage or the team is garbage. It just, it's, it's yeah. Off with their heads. New, both New York football teams. It's safe too. And, and yeah, as you mentioned, like, I just saw this feeling, you know, it's, Joe Judge, that seat's been warm. And I was like, yeah, if they lose this game to Atlanta at home and they're 0-3, oh, boy. That's in a winnable most, division. In a winnable division. It's that's all you're gonna hear the rest of the season. It's until Joe Judge gets fired, whether it's rightfully so or unrightfully so. It doesn't matter. You just those big markets, they have zero tolerance. For, for losing, they have zero patience, and yeah, the, the time's ticking for Joe Judge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Give me your last off with their heads. Last one. Last one. We're going to stick to the same area. We're going to move a, a little bit to, what would that be? A little east, I guess, and to New England. Ah, this pains me. Part of it pains me for the tight ends, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry off of their heads in redraft. Like I held out hope that kind of following the money that Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry could coexist in New England because those are the guys they paid the top money for. I said, you know what? Here's what they're going to do. The offense that's going to be the one a and the one B in the passing options there. And really, all they're doing is what people that were arguing that point said would happen. And that's, they're not really involved much because it's more like if there's 10 to 12 tight end targets, they're just splitting them evenly. Instead of me optimistically thinking they could both get, I don't know, seven, eight, maybe upwards to 10 in the, in the situation, they're just not. I think they both had six targets. John yep. Smith, oh, one. One catch, five yards. Hunter Henry, I was at three catches and like 36 yards. It just, it, it ain't clicking yet. And you know what? Three weeks, that's enough of a sample to see how they utilize them. There hasn't been a single game this season where they've heavily involved either one of the tight ends. For me, off with their heads. Yeah, and this week it was Kendrick Bourne, six for 96 and a touchdown. And Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. Myers had 14 fucking targets. He went nine for 94. So, yeah, it's pretty great. I was wrong on him, too. I didn't think the same as you. I just thought John Oog was outright going to be the tight end to get. 
I thought he was going to be the guy. I thought, oh, sure, you know, Hunter is going to get a couple of targets here and there. And, you know, maybe it's like a 75-25 type of thing. But he's going to be used a lot for blocking. John is going to be the one primarily used as an offensive weapon, receiving weapon. And I was wrong. Uh, so, you know, we both missed on that, but uh, it is disappointing, but I agree, off with our heads. And uh, for my last one, I'm just going to say, Urban Meyer, off with your head. Can I, I'm done. Can we just get him, get him out, get him out? Although it was nice to see James Robinson, but uh, I just uh, had enough of the Urban Meyer experience. I had enough of it already, but now I've really had enough of it. Um, and uh, it just feels like, man, you wonder about some of these quarterbacks and it's like, you, you know, I'm sure Trevor Lawrence will be fine, but <clears throat> some quarterbacks can get ruined, man, if you put them in shit situations. And that's, I mean, you know, Sam Darnold was nearly ruined and he, I still wouldn't say he's like some, something fantastic at the quarterback position, but just getting away from that nightmare, he's improved, you know? And so it's just like, <laughs> it like, it, you just hope this just, it doesn't become a complete train wreck, but just, I, I, I'm just, I've had enough of the Urban Meyer experience personally. So uh, that's my last off with their heads. <laughs> Yeah, I got you. You have it well said right there. Yeah, Urban Meyer, sometimes, you know, I don't know about well said, but hey, <laughs> you know, and sometimes it's difficult. You don't see it a lot in the NFL, but sometimes you just got to go, this ain't working. And let's just end this experiment early. I, I think right. what the uh, happened with the Cardinals, they had the one defensive minded coach of the year that they finished in last place. They, like they drafted Josh Rose and it didn't go well. They had a, a coach that came over, I think, from the Panthers. His name skips my mind, but it lasted one season. And they're like, nope, this, this ain't it. Get a new coach. So hopefully for Jacksonville, that's what they do. You know, just don't fall into the sunk cost button fallacy. Just yeah. rip off the Band-Aid, get it over with. Well, same thing happened with Cleveland, Freddie Kitchens. They were like, nope. Yeah. Like, hey, all right, the Baker Mayfield connection, let's go ahead and give him a chance. Nope. And I I don't know if you remember Jim Tom Sula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember if he was uh, just a one-year guy or if he got fired in partway into his second year, but he That's wasn't right. around very long either. Um, anyways, this kind of anyway. feels like it's going to happen. Like, there's just so much talk already. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. It's not been a great experience to start, but who knows? Who knows? What is it? I just know I'm done with it. Duh. Okay, we got the negative out of the way, and again, we don't really want anyone to lose their heads, and so we move on to the positive, the Mad Five, or you know, not necessarily all positive, but our observations of this Sunday and uh, Aaron. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Your first mad observation of this week three Sunday. All right, this one, I'll admit, I was rooting big time for this one. When I go to Buffalo, Mr. Josh Allen, finally having that big old game. He had 358 passing yards, four touchdowns. 
believe he added a fifth one on the ground. And the reason I love this one, I, I have to kind of pat myself on the back a little bit for this. I have a weekly article, wide receiver quarterback matchups. I try to give you some wide receivers that you can find on your waiver wires. That there's usually a pretty good chance you can find them Sunday morning on the waiver wire to pick up that can start in your flex wide receiver too. Sometimes weird things happen. We are getting to the point now. I want to say by week start next week. Don't quote me on that, but like if not next week, the following week and injuries are piling up. And so this article, those starts become a little bit more fantasy relevant. And in this article, my most recent one, the very first player I talked about, Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders. Oh, man, he was available in 80% of ESPN leagues. I was starting call, across buddy. multiple leagues. And guess what? He's wide receiver five. Yeah, that's PPR crazy. I did right see now. that. He's crazy. It's, I love it. And that's why the people that, that follow it, you know, if I had some, I, I lost some followers, maybe because of that. And I always tell people, I'm like, stick with me here. There's a process. I'm going to find these guys. I, I give you my work. I'm going to find these guys. But Josh Allen, this was the get right game. In that article, sure too, I just point out. Yeah. And I point out in this article, I was like, you know, there was one key stat there the air yards going into it. Josh Allen had over 800 air yards, but less than 300 of it was completed air yards. That's a mind blowing 500 air yards, over 500 air yards. That was unrealized. And the Washington football team, they were one of the worst defenses in completed air yards allowed. It just, it was the perfect storm there. I'm really glad that the process, the thought process was right. And I'm so glad the results were there. And, and watching that, I was like, of course, Josh Allen's tearing up this defense. I, I actually had a, mat, uh, a league with massive starting lineups. I, I mean, we're talking five, six flex spots as well. And, and just to kind of troll my, my league mates, I had Josh Allen at QB. And then my three receiver spots, not the flex spots, the three receiver spots, Diggs, Cole Beasley, and Emmanuel Sanders. And it was glorious. Very nice. How about you? Who's your first mad five takeaway? Well, as I told you uh, before we started recording, I'm very excited about my mad five this week. And that's because I gave them all nifty little titles. So my first mad five is titled Bolt to the Face. Because the Chargers put that whooping on Kansas City's ass, which was very interesting to see. Justin Herbert, 281 yards, four touchdowns. Mike Williams, whoo, he was on top as the fantasy wide receiver. Seven catches, 122 yards, two touchdowns himself. And then meanwhile, Patty Mahomes, he, you know, solid game, but he throws a couple of picks. Mm, that's what gets you. Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, they were over 100 yards, but overall, it, it was uh, not the most impressive effort from the Chiefs. And I would say, Aaron, uh, are you worried about Kansas City at all? No, nah, they'll get right. They will. Um, this was a tough one. Somebody had to lose. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's it's not 0-3. That's 1-2. This team's talented enough to to correct things and we're talking about baltimore like both teams that that beat the beat the chiefs they did it with in the final minute of the game so right. it's 
you know, in an alternate universe, Chiefs are three and zero, and we're not even talking about being concerned with them. But Very you're right, true. the Chargers—they're legit. This was a good statement win for them. Yes, it was. It very much was. And that's that's why I ask about the Chiefs, because of this, specifically this division. Now, for fantasy, we're going to get points from your guys, you know. Although, isn't this uh, two weeks in a row where Tyree Kill wasn't necessarily overwhelming? Yeah. It, so, and those, those will happen. Teams yeah. are starting to – I don't want to say figuring out the Chiefs, but the, the Chiefs will have to adjust. Mm. Yeah. And also, you know, just prayers for Andy Reid. Uh, he was hospitalized oh, yeah. after the game. So. I did see that. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully nothing too. It's, I mean, the reports where it's precautionary. I hope that's what it is. So, you know, just hoping that this isn't anything too serious. Yes, I agree with that. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Statement win by the Chargers. Um, and what a division, man. The Chiefs are at the bottom, one and two. You got you got Denver and Vegas at top undefeated, right? The, the bolts right behind them. So I mean it's 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 what a crazy division. It'll be fun to watch the rest of the year. But that is my numero uno mad observation. So next one on to you, Eric. Well, and I did actually mention the stat line, but it is definitely one of my takeaways. The Najee Harris, his performance in this game in a losing effort to Cincinnati, which I got to say, excellent call by you. You called the room team beating the Steelers. And in this one, 14 catches for 102 yards for a running back. Najee Harris. Yeah. And there's a reason that my cash game lineups, which also a little shout out there on DraftKings, my cash game lineups ah, made me lots of money. This there you weekend. go. And it's because I had Najee Harris in it. He definitely played a part. And and as long as he's going to be in that mid 6,000s, like I, I love that cost on DraftKings because we just saw what, what the upside could be. He didn't score a single touchdown in this game, but 14 catches, topping the 100-yard mark, which gives him an additional three points in DraftKings. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he's still getting all the work in the backfield. Like, it may not be pretty. It may not be super efficient, but <laughs> give me the volume. And especially as long as Ben Bratlisberger's there at QB, Najee Harris to the moon mm. in PPR leagues. Yeah. I can't disagree, man. But uh, unfortunately, that's like that was kind of the the one bright spot for the Steelers today, wasn't it? <laughs> because, the only one. It's the only one I cared about. <laughs> right, because otherwise, otherwise, uh, you know, you mentioned off with Big Ben's head, and then we've got a uh, uh, you know Naja Harris kicking some ass. But really, it was all carnage in the Steel City. Title of my second observation, because, yeah, upset, alert, Bengals on the road, took him out. Now, this was kind of weird, though. Burrow was not really any stellar. He only had 172 yards passing, three touchdowns, did have an interception. And so it's not like he was overly spectacular. But he got the job done. Jamar Chase, 
four catches, 65 yards, two touchdowns. I remember once upon a time in the preseason when he was having some dropsies and people were freaking the fuck out, man. And it's like chill. Or as Mr. Aaron Rodgers would say, relax. So, yes, Jamar Chase. Good on him. And, uh, hey, no T. Higgins, and they were still getting it done. Joe Mixon, 90 yards on 18 carries. So, you know, since the offense looking good, and, hey, part of it is that, you know, Big Big Ben turning the ball over, you know. (laughs) So, I mean, they get get some turnover. They get some help from Pittsburgh, uh, help shorten the field. So, you know, I'm liking the direction of the Bengals, and we continue to see uh, that they are are good for fantasy. So uh, that would be the other part and probably last part to close out that particular game now that we've kind of hit all the areas of it. Love it. Love it. Well, let's go from – a game that I think Vegas thought would be low scoring to a game that Vegas thought would be high scoring, and it, and it was overall. And the Rams brought it to the Buccaneers. Oh, man, they, they told the Buccaneers, you know what, you may be the Super Bowl champions, but it ain't going to be a cakewalk to, oh, to man. claim that title. And But there is some, there is a takeaway. There's, there's a few takeaways from the Rams, but for me, there's one particular one. Maybe, maybe I might have jinxed robert woods because he, he was the first victim of my my article back in week one where i was like eh, let's sit robert woods now that sit article was supposed to be just for week one but apparently the trend is becoming just sit robert woods on your bench all the season because he's just gone away it's the cooper cup show and there's games that tyler higby has been fantasy relevant not really any games with Robert Woods. Like he is now at best, he's a flex play. You can't just plug and play at receiver. And his fantasy relevance is kind of like that that portrait there that that my niece drew of of Luffy from One Piece. It just mm-hmm. it, it just kind of blew away there. It's his fantasy relevance is just going down the drain. So just just to take away. I mean, Van Jefferson. I want to say had if if he had. He had at least the same amount of targets uh, as Robert Woods. So I think a lot of people in the offseason were like, ah, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, the 1A, the 1B of this Rams offense. No, it's the Cooper Cup show, and everyone else is trying to be the 1A, 1B of the Robin role, whether it's Higby, Van Jefferson, Robert Woods. Sorry, I hate to see that for Robert Woods. Or Deshaun Jackson. It was Deshaun Jackson today. Um, Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a fun uh, that's a fun offense, man. That's a good team, and uh, nice to see Sony Michelle get a little involved. Not quite as efficient as maybe he was last year, but we'll see how this ran. They, you know, some of these guys are new. Even Stafford's new. I, there's another off-season narrative. If you remember, a lot of people like like. Well, he could never win with the Lions. Is he really going to make the Rams that much better? Yes. Yes, he is. And we're oh, yeah. seeing it. And uh, it, it's fantastic. And, and I quite enjoy seeing Tom Brady lose. So <laughs> that I was enjoying this one as well. And uh, But for the Bucks, they couldn't get the ball. They they couldn't run the ball. They they just and they were trying to keep up and they just couldn't do it. So some kinks in the armor for Tampa Bay and uh, fantasy wise, you know, 
Evans Godwin still got it done. And uh, nice to see a little Tyler Johnson get in on the action. You know what I mean? Nice to see that. So, <clears throat> yes, uh, fucking Robert Woods, man. Whew. There's a quick fall from grace, it would appear. It would appear. All right, I'm going to go back to Cleveland. We mentioned him earlier. And this observation is titled Hunting Bears. That's right. And much like the Browns' defense was hunting Justin Fields, well, Kareem Hunt was hunting the Bears' defense because this fucking, I, I mean, Kareem Hunt, 81 yards and a touchdown, six catches for 74 yards, one of the studs of week three just went completely bananas and also welcome back Odell Beckham Jr. good to see you five catches for 77 yards yes welcome back um but it, you know the Browns offense is kind of a weird thing I, and I know Jarvis is injured and all of that but it it does seem like Baker very much spreads around the ball and this was very much a cream hunt game <laughs> and so it, it is you, you know, you're always going to get your points from Nick Chubb. He's going to give you something. And, you know, and this was just a Kareem Hunt day. But um, that could be part of Jarvis Landry not being there. Because I know there was talk of that Demetric felt that their rookie possibly playing that role. And they did get him. He had a couple of nice plays. But, uh, uh, yeah, it did. He, they very much spread the ball around. So it, it's kind of hard to nail things down fantasy-wise. But fucking Kareem Hunt. Woo. And I'd, I'll be interested to see uh, the continuance of, you know, Odell, see how he continues to look and his connection with Baker. And uh, we'll see how that goes because, you know, maybe, maybe uh, Odell establishes himself once again as one of the more reliable fantasy assets. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, but um, yeah, hunting bears. I thought this game was going to be closer, but, and it was a little rocky for the Browns for a minute, but they, yeah, they, they just, they just went to bear hunting. mode. Which I, I love it. I love it. Cause Cleveland was needing a game like this. Cause that Houston yes. game was shaky. And of course it, the game prior was the Kansas city game where they had Kansas city on their heels and somehow lost that game. So this was a good one of taking care of business, hunting bears, as you said, like, just getting right and going, you know what? We're not, not really going to sweat this one. Like mm-hmm. uh, once, once they, they took control of that, they, there was the bears were done on that. One. So like, this yep. was an important game to make sure not to, you know, you don't want to lose to a bad team, <laughs> right. but, but also you want to like show to the NFL, hey, look, we are the much better team than this team. And we just proved it. Love right. It. Good stuff. Go ahead, buddy. And my next one, I'm going to keep it within the AFC North. And I had to pour one out for the Detroit Lions because it looked like they were going to pull off the upset. They were going to beat Baltimore, which that game was shaping up to be uh, a trap game because if you've been watching these Detroit games, and it's just like the last Monday night football game. Detroit Lions, that first half, they were in it. They were ahead. And it's showing that a lot of the people that go, oh, this team is going to go 0-17. No, 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 no. This is going to be a team that they may not win a lot of games, but more than likely they're right there to be in it. They really have. It's been what it's 
the, well, the, the Packers game was a little misleading. They fell apart late in that, yeah. but yeah. The one possession game against the 49ers. They, mm-hmm. The reason they didn't win this game is because i got to mention my point on this one. Justin Tucker, a 66-yard field goal to win the game. Not only is it impressive that it won the game that was over 60 yards, but the 66-yard field goal is an NFL record. Justin Tucker actually talked about how warming up before the game, he tried to kick it 65 yards both ways, and he missed both. Somehow he was able to get it when it mattered the most. And, and you know what? At the end of the day, that's all that matters. And I, I think I have to go and fact check this one, but I did have a buddy that, that mentioned, he said that the last time the Ravens and Lions played each other, it was that the result was similar. It was the Lions were leading. The Ravens went out to kick a game-winning field goal. It was a 60-plus yard field goal that Justin Tucker nailed. So, man, Lions fans, they they probably know. I, I honestly, I should have looked that up before the show, but just got past that on. That was, that's, golly, sometimes that is one of the things that makes the NFL just so beautiful. It's poetic. Yes. So props to Mr. Tucker. Like that is, that's the kicker of this generation. It was Goskowski before him for, for so long uh, in the, the, the prime New England offense days. And with him going away, it's been Tucker uh, as far back as I can remember of this past of like the 2010s kind of carried over into the 2020s. Yeah, it's crazy. And the, TJ Hawkinson didn't do shit today, and the Lions still hung in there. Their leading receiver was Khalif Raymond. And, uh, but, hey, DeAndre Swift had a solid day, and the Lions hanging almost pulled it off without that miraculous kick, as you talked about. And uh, while, hey, TJ Hawkinson kind of fell off the map this week, but Mark Andrews, yes, I did, yes. Five for 109 yards. Good to see, because I'm a Mark Andrews fan. So that's all I would add on to that. And moving on to my next mad observation. Eating W's for the Bayou. The Saints. The Saints are back. Get another notch in the win column. But I got to say, I got to say, as as nice as this is, and Jameis Winston is just a treasure. I, I just, uh, last week, his whole interview thing with, uh, you know, your coach just told us that, uh, well, what did he say? He just, he just told us to play hard, whatever. That dude is just cracks me up. Now, it's another big win, but the offense is just, Winston had 128 yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, Kamara had 89 yards on the ground, but on 24 carries, not exactly efficient. I did like the Marquez Callaway siding, 41 yards and a touchdown. Um, but it's, it's, it's just, it's, it is a weird, uh, offense that right now, man, it just, it, in week one, when they won, even though they smashed the Packers, uh, Winston, did he even have 200 yards or was it just barely over 200 yards? I don't even think he had 200 remember. yards. But, but it was a small amount. That's, yeah, and yeah. so it's I don't I don't even think he's hit – has he hit 500 yards total for the year? <laughs> like, I don't even – like, it's 
it's a very weird offense, but they're two and one. We'll, we'll see what happens as they continue to evolve. Seemed like there's a little more Taysom Hill this week, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I just, that was my big thing is, is Eaton W's for the Bayou. Good for them. Get back in the win column, but it's just, the offense is just so weird to me. So that that's what I got. That's my fourth observation. At the end of the day, all that matters is, is wins. That's very and, fucking true. And I tip my hat to Sean Payton there. Like that just shows the importance of what a good coach can do. Because you're right. You look at this offense outside of Camara, what do they really have? Not much. So well, just been if able that's, to, if that, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just gonna say my my whole thing. Why it's so weird to me is like if, if this is the way they're gonna win, like who the hell do we rely on? for fantasy like <laughs> you know what i mean like i it just i suppose you got to play kamara but like it, you know no callaway no troutman no nothing if he if this is how it's going to be so I, I i don't know maybe i don't know we'll see i i trust in sean payton he's proven himself before so i'm i'm sure they'll get some kinks worked out and they'll be better but on the other hand if they're winning like this i mean <laughs> so i i don't know it just it's a very weird offense for fantasy, but uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I'm with you. Maybe a, a fantasy offense that outside of one guy, you don't play anyone else. But hey, these NFL coaches, they don't care about our fantasy lineups. Well, of course not. No, no. <laughs> I wouldn't expect them to, but, but it would be nice. <laughs> but moving on to to our my last Mad Five takeaway here. There is a coach that may care about our fantasy lineups because he sure makes things a lot easy. And that's that's Mike Zimmer, the Minnesota Vikings, and in particular one player, Alexander Madison. Dalvin Cook out for the game. You know, Madison, it was like, okay, let's put him in. Now, I'll admit, I've been burned one too many times uh, on this one throughout the years. Like Alexander Madison, of course, the past three years has been a sought after uh, handcuff running back. Not a believer in handcuff running backs, but you know, usually during the season, you start picking up some high upside guys because what if he gets hurt and years pass, I've been Mike Booned. I've been Mike Booned before. Mm. And I wasn't too certain about this, but the encouraging thing was his yardage. It was 171 yards. And on top of that, he had, Six receptions, heavily involved in the passing game. That's where he had been missing before. Right. Cook has missed games. Cook, I hate saying it, he's not Mr. Durability. Nope. He may end up playing 14, 15 of a 16-game season. But like, it was always – you're always guaranteed that he was going to miss some games. So, it was nice to see Alexander Madison get his number called. I did actually manage to, to pick him up from free agency in the one league I've got down. <laughs> so I'm thrilled on that one. And, and thank you, Mike Zimmer, for just making things so easy because consolidated target share. It's Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, this week, Tyler Conklin, and then, of course, Alexander Madison. Those were the only guys that got involved. Sorry, no KJ Osborne this week. Yeah, like yeah I know. But, but I actually targets. played Osborne in a couple of leagues, and I was oh. like, oh, fucking of course I did. The week he did. 
<laughs> I, I had them in some uh, in some GPPs, so I, I feel your pain on that one. But what can you what can you do? Mm, Apparently, Alexander Madison, wide receiver three for the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Yeah, I gotta admit that was. Uh, I'm sorry. Was that all you had, or? Oh, that's all I got. Hit us with your last Matt five ticket. Well, I was just going to add on to that real quick because I severely missed on Madison this week. I talked about him in the infirmary even and that I was fading him. Um, my brother, my brother Tyson even had, should I play Madison? He had one league where Cook was going to be, should I play Madison? No, don't fucking. Because I was the past experience with him. Just past experience. Someone on Twitter before the game said, get ready for the best backup running back in the league or something like that. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then, of course, he goes off like this. But he's never done this. He's never had this kind of game as a starter in replacement of Cook. So, And that's where I would, you know, with waiver wires, of course, he's going to be one of the top ads. And I would be hesitant to do that because of what you mentioned. That right. He's had plenty of opportunities before filling in for Dalvin Cook, who always misses games. And this is the first time it actually hit. Right. I just don't like those odds. No, no, no. And uh, like you said, no KJ Osborne, but it, hey, Justin Jefferson, nice, nice to see him tear it up again. And then, uh, Fucking no Tyler Lockett this week. That was a bummer. <laughs> uh, definitely a bummer in DFS. Fool me. Fool me. Fool me. But I'll move on to my very last mad observation of the week. And this final one is titled Barbershop in Las Vegas. Because, well, Peyton Barber had a bit of a game today, didn't he? 111 yards off of 23 touches or rushes, one touchdown along with that. He added in three catches for 31 yards. Big day, big day for the Raiders who, hey, you know, the Dolphins were fucking feisty. Like they were pretty feisty today. Jacoby Brissett, he wasn't terrible. He didn't do anything spectacular, but he didn't like make a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of this, uh, particularly in the second half, there was a lot of this game on the red zone channel. And of course it went to overtime. So I got to see the whole end of the game and uh, it wasn't a big big Darren Waller day, but he got rugs involved. Edwards involved. I'm sorry. I bounced back to car. That sounded totally fucked up and no transition or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah anyway dolphins good on them did i have anything else for the dolphins oh yeah mike gasecki 10 for 86 that was cool to see but back to the raiders as i was speaking of Derek carr really spread it around headwards rugs um even renfro got involved and so it wasn't a big darren waller day um and then you had peyton barber and meanwhile Kenyon drake eight rushes for 24 yards Three catches for 33 yards. Just saying. Because a couple weeks ago, we talked about him. And uh, I said, fuck Kenyon Drake. 
No, I really didn't say fuck Kenny Drake, but I was just saying, like, I did, I'm i not trusting that at all. And here you go. He didn't do a whole lot last week. And this week, it was a whole lot of Peyton Barber. Barbershop in Las Vegas. And the Raiders, 3-0. and Broncos, 3-0. and Chiefs, 1-2. and This is just a, a, the, the, such a crazy division. It just it comes back to this crazy AFC. We got the crazy AFC West and the NFC. But this shit is crazy, man. Those two divisions, just craziness. I love it. I love it. That, and that means, you know, especially the, the AFC West division, as you talked about, I think it was upside down from what people thought going into the season. But that just means, hey, you know, the, the Chargers and the Chiefs have shown like, yeah, they may be third and fourth place in this division. They're still really good. And it's going mm. to, those division games that they're going to have, between all of those teams are going to matter. Losing one one of those games is just going to be a dagger to each of these teams because not all four teams are going to make the playoffs. And it, it'll be interesting. Raiders, that was a team I thought, I was like, you know, I just feel like a Raiders thing is going to happen where they're going to lose to the Dolphins. <laughs> you know what? Like, if there wasn't that, that stupid-ass play by the Dolphins, where they threw a wide receiver screen pass in their own end zone, and it results in a safety. If that play never happens, the Dolphins end up winning this game. Right. <laughs> Sorry, that's my little mini rant there. But, you know, it just, just goes to show, I think the bigger takeaway is, man, those AFC West divisional games. I don't know what the, the next one we're going to have, uh, but whenever there's one of those on, it's worth watching because those teams know. You slip up and lose a divisional game. I mean, the Raiders lose to the Chiefs. Chiefs right back in it. And the Raiders lose a pivotal one-game lead on on the defending division champs. Yeah, it's crazy because both Denver and Vegas look really good. But I just feel like one of them, maybe even both of them, they're going to fall off at some point, right? Because the Chiefs are going to keep coming. Because they're the fucking Chiefs. It's not like they're going to go away. And the Chargers are fucking for real. So I just feel like I, I do. But who knows? Who knows? We'll have to see how it plays out. It's a crazy division. And, it, and as is the NFC West, I mentioned that. You've got the Rams, Cards, both undefeated. Niners couldn't hang on tonight, so they go to two and one. And the Seahawks. They're at the bottom. So the Cardinals, I just have one complaint. I just want to put this particular dude on off with their heads alert. It's very close. Someone I touted very much during the offseason. Someone I very much love. But he's just not getting it done. And that's a one chase admits. And it's sad. It's sad. But 11 rushes for 26 yards. He did have seven catches for 49 yards, but he's just not getting it done. We expected much, much more. I, I didn't think James Conner would do anything. And really the first couple of weeks, he was a bit. But today, today, James Conner, fucking two touchdowns. And he also had 11 carries and got 43 yards, which means the much more efficient. It just sucks. James Conner. I did. I thought he was not going to be a big deal. And now I'm a little worried after this game. And uh, so we'll have to see how this plays out, but uh, I, I'm worried about Chase Edmonds and he's real close, real close. He's on that alert, 
that off with their heads alert. But that's all I got. I wonder if we should call it the hot seat. <coughs> off with your off with your heads uh, hot seat. There you go. Off Just with like their with heads the hot seat. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, buddy. That's all I got. Do you got uh, any final thoughts before we head out of here? And I am ready for a good Monday night football game. Cowboys, Eagles, division game. I don't know what's going to happen this one. Both teams need to they, – they need a good statement. And, you know, the Cowboys didn't look good last week on the road, but mm, neither team was one, yeah, neither team wants to lose the first divisional game of their schedules. Right. Well, fun. and uh, they both kind of had a, you know, they both looked really good week one. And, you know, the Cowboys against the defending champions, uh, mm-hmm. the Eagles against the lowly Falcons. But then, yeah, week two is – little bit of a disappointment in how they both looked, even though Cowboys got the win, Eagles did not. So now two one-and-one teams. And really, I would bet, especially after what we've seen with Washington today, there's a good chance the division is between these two teams. So this this is going to be a good one, I think. I'm excited. I've got Philly in the picks, of course. You, the Cowboys, will see how it turns out. Otherwise, uh, yeah, then we'll be back here to chat tomorrow after the, oh, it'll be today when you listen to this. So today, we'll be back to chat after tonight's game. There we go. (laughs) Yes, we will. Yes, we will. All right, buddy. Thank you once again, everyone, for joining. Don't forget to check out the pod at DW underscore pod on the Twitters. Yes. Yes. Stay safe. Stay vigilant. Stay mad everyone and we will chat again tomorrow no tonight tonight i said tonight, tonight. until then ta-ta. later <laughs>